da 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 Jesse Truff. Ding, ding. Welcome back to episode number four. We are racking up the episodes and we still have our intro jingle. I think on episode 100, maybe I'll have something professionally done or at least like finagled on my end uh, for my jingle. But how's everybody doing this Monday uh, or whatever day it is that you're listening? Uh, I'm happy to be back. I always love doing these podcasts. It's so fun just talking to you. And uh, as so it has been, I do not do much prep work for these episodes. So it's pretty much just me talking to you beautiful people. So it's Monday here for me. I have my coffee. My husband's out for a workout. I'm sitting at my desk. The weather here in Miami Beach is absolutely gorgeous and sunny. Uh, We have a jewelry business, so every morning, except for Sunday and sometimes Saturday, we go to the post office with the packages that we packed up that morning. So this morning we had 15 packages and we ran them to the post office. Not literally, we drove. We brought them to the post office, dropped them off, got home, saw those mundane things, did some dishes, got ready for the day. And now here I am with you with my coffee and my few notes for today that we're going to talk about. And I'm just happy to be sitting here to chill with you on Jesse Treff Raw. And what is the Raw? The Raw is, and it's still kind of in the works deciding exactly what these letters are going to stand for, but my intention is to uplift you and make you feel like you know, you can enjoy your life on levels that we don't even use every day. And it's cool because I'm teaching that to myself too. And um, so raw, real, authentic, and I like those two. And as far as the W, I think it's real authentic conversations about our worth or your worth as a human being, like self-worth that I'm really passionate about. But also, what else could it be? I wonder, like real, authentic, like if it it could, it's not worship, but like that general idea, you know, real, authentic worship about life and the beauty of life, real, authentic, wonderful podcasts, (laughs) real, authentic, I don't know, you know? So if anyone has ideas for the W, I would love to hear them. And you know what else? I don't have any reviews yet. As far as I can tell, I'm still learning all the platforms and the interfaces for all this stuff. And I know there's different ones. There's like Spotify and Pandora and Apple and Deezer. And there's so many different places that you're listening to the podcast. But I don't know if I have any reviews because I don't really know how to check them. But I don't think that I have any reviews yet. But I wonder, ooh, if somebody, if one of you wants to go leave me a review, I want to think about something I can give you. I think for the first five reviews, I want to give you something. And I don't know yet what I want to give you. Like, I paint little watercolor animals, and I love doing that. And I thought, oh, I could give you a watercolor animal of whatever animal you wanted. But I wonder what else I could do. Like, 
I'm thinking about it. So I want to give something to the first five people who give me a podcast review. And like I said, I'm still working on figuring out how to check these reviews. So if you do leave me a review, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram, or if you have my number, text me, let me know you did it. And I'll figure out what this, we'll call it a prize, (laughs) a thank you gift is going to be. So And also with all my other content, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I started a Twitter to share with my husband called The the Triffs. So we're on Twitter now and YouTube and podcasts. So everything is still a little all over the place. It's been a month. So I'm still figuring out my organization. But for anyone who's been commenting and interacting and sharing, I just want you to know how unbelievably grateful I am. Because in this introductory period, it's all really new, really, I'm not gonna say overwhelming, because overwhelming is too far. Maybe stressful, but stressful in a good way, where I like the stress and I love what I'm learning. But it's still all over the place. So anyone who's been like with me on this journey so far, I'm so glad you're here. Every little thing, any messages people sent, da 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 da. Jesse Triff loves it. So, what are we gonna talk about today? Well, we're gonna talk about unhelpful thinking styles. And we talked about three in my video last week. We talked about jumping to conclusions personalization, and shooting ourselves. (laughs) Yes, shooting ourselves, shooting our pants. (laughs) Anyway, got the giggles a little with that. So we have 20 minutes. So we'll start going over these unhelpful thinking styles and we'll see where we get. First, we'll go over the three that I talked about in the video a little bit. And then we'll keep going. There are 10 that I have sitting in front of me here. So wherever we get at the end of this podcast, that's where we'll stop. And we can keep going and do another second episode on unhelpful thinking styles if we don't get all the way through. So first, the three that were in the video. Personalization. Now, personalization is saying, this is my fault or this is your fault. You're blaming yourself or taking responsibility for something that wasn't completely your fault. And there's another part, but you're blaming yourself for something. Now this something, it was not your fault in this situation, right? Okay, so let's say for example, I was going to go on a trip with my friend and I had to cancel the trip because of like life things. And we were trying to figure out if we were still going to go and do something like if she was going to come here instead of us going all the way over to wherever we were going to go. And, you know, so here I am on this side and all the way over here and I'm thinking and I'm kind of like trying to figure out what to do. And then I get a text from her that somebody hit her car and she had to fix this fender bender now. And she's like, Oh, so I don't think we're going to be able to do anything at all. I have to fix this fender bender. And I felt like I was responsible. Like that was my my gut, my instant reaction. I felt like I was responsible. I was like, oh, because I canceled that trip and now we're trying to figure it out. And, you know, she's probably stressed and and like trying to be disappointed. And I'm making it 
like like it's my responsibility that that happened to her all the way like 2000 miles away and it's hard to let go of that it's hard to let go of that and be like hey that's not my fault that's not my responsibility and a lot of times it can be something weird like that where like our instinct is to take responsibility for something but that's personalization like i made somebody bumping her car my responsibility i personalized it so that is an unhelpful thinking style that is not empowering at all that is not healthy it's not helpful it's not gonna make us feel good (laughs) and there's another part to personalization it's blaming other people for something that was your fault so uh, let's say for that example and i've used this in the past is if i don't do my workout and i blame it on me helping someone with something like if my husband needed to me to help him with some kind of like work activity or something like that and then i say oh i couldn't work out because i had to help steve with this You know, that is also personalization because I'm not taking responsibility for me not getting my butt outside to go do a workout. I'm blaming it on him and something he needed me to do. Whether it's followed by resentment towards him or not, either way, I'm personalizing it and making it his fault that I didn't do something. So in in the whole thing, it's understanding in our brain what is our fault what is our responsibility what is other people's responsibility to take when is it somebody somebody else's responsibility to take uh ownership of some situation or some event you know it's it's all about kind of like understanding what is ours what is theirs what is what are we what are we personalizing So let's move on to jumping to conclusions. So jumping to conclusions, there are two types on this one too. There's mind reading and fortune telling. So when we're jumping to conclusions, we're pretty much creating something that's not there. And with this one, I knew and I know that when I do this, that I'm doing it. I know I'm making assumptions. I know I'm being... Uh, fortune telling behavior and thinking but it sometimes I think that it's not hurting anything because I know what I'm doing but that's not actually true if you know that you're doing jumping to conclusion thinking and you do it anyway because you think that since you know that you're doing it it's not going to be having a negative effect That's incorrect because that's what you're choosing to think about. That's what you're choosing to have rotating in your brain. So I learned that actually, no, I cannot accept the, I cannot condone that thinking. I cannot just think that just because I know that it's not actually true. I can think it. I have to actually retrace that thinking, go backwards, stop, decide to think something else. Let it go. Let the jumping to conclusions go because it is truly unhelpful even if you know what you're doing so mind reading is imagining we know what others are thinking it's pretty self-explanatory so making assumptions that let's say and I talk about my husband a lot but that's only because like I'm with him all the time and it uses and it's a great example I love my husband we have a great relationship so it's we have a beautiful life I use them as an example because he pops in my head (laughs) 
Anyway, so like, let's say he's reading or something and not smiling. And I make this assumption that he's crabby or that his body hurts or he's in a bad mood. And that's not true. That's almost never true. He's always in a good mood. So mind reading is when we imagine we know what others are thinking. And that just leads to us shifting our mood and our behavior or our reactions for what we don't even know is true. And then fortune telling is predicting the future. And that goes back to worrying like worrying about the future, worrying about something happening, worrying about something not happening, worrying about those kind of things. Fortune telling is like we already think we know the outcome and we do or don't say or do something because we don't think it's going to turn out well or whatever, you know. So jumping to conclusions, not a good idea. But anyway, so shooting on ourselves. Using critical words like should, must, or ought can make us feel guilty, like we've already failed. When we use should or we must do that, and I'm noticing that need, if I say I need to do this, it kind of has the same feeling. So when we say we should do something, it's pretty much saying that if we don't do that thing, we failed. And then we feel guilty that we didn't do it. And I noticed this come up a lot when I hear other people talking about things that they plan to do, um, and I do it myself too, things that we plan to do, we say, I should really do this because we feel like we we need to do those things in order to feel like we're successful or we're good people or we're living a good life or we're showing up for others. So it comes from a good place most of the time, saying that we should do something. It comes from a good place, but we're missing an opportunity to enjoy what we're doing on a higher vibration level. So when we choose to take away the word should and say something more like, if I do this, I will feel so good, or if I do this, I'll have a clean house, or if I do this, I'll have a great interaction, or a great visit, you know, so, or if I do this, I'll feel like I showed up. Those things feel so much more empowered. You're highlighting how good it's going to make you feel. You're highlighting the good that's going to come from it. Um, So you're kind of creating a beautiful light bubble in the future that when you do this thing, you're going to be walking into that beautiful light bubble. So it's nice imagery. I enjoyed that. So when we take away should, we create a beautiful light bubble for us to feel amazing. So, and then on the other side, when we take a, when we put should on other people, and that takes us to a whole nother level, we're kind of like getting off our own paper. Like when we stay on our own paper and what we need to do and what we need to worry about to keep ourselves happy and healthy and doing well, that's great. That's what we want to do. We want to stay on our own paper. But when we put ourselves on somebody else's paper and we're like, they should really do that or you should try this. And Stephen and I experiment with this all the time, <laughs> uh, taking shoulds out and seeing how much more empowering it feels and how much. So when when we use should for other people, we not only do we kind of create a space for them to feel guilty if they don't do something but we can't make anyone feel something we create a space that maybe they would respond to with a feeling of guilt 
but we also cause ourselves to feel frustrated with them if they don't do the thing that we thought that they should do. We're having an opinion on what we think is best for someone else. And that's not helpful for us because then we're using our energy and we're getting stressed about what we think somebody else should be doing in their life. And we're also not able to just like let that person be who they are and learn their lessons on their own, enjoy their experiences the way they want to enjoy them, create space for them to take action in the way that they see is best for them. You know, like, like uh, even we notice Steve and I when he has an idea for my content. He wanted to say, oh, you should try this. But he stopped and he chose to say, if you would try this, maybe you'd notice something new. And then if I think that he, a stretch would benefit him for his back pain, I can either say, oh, you should do this stretch. And when I say it that way, when you say something to someone in a way where you say, you should try this, they're going to take it in one way. They may take it like you have an opinion on what they're not doing right. And I'm not saying that that's okay that they take it that way, whatever. But, you know, what if you say instead, if you try this stretch... Maybe it would help your legs. So it's giving them the freedom to take your advice or not. And they also feel light and free because they don't feel this implied judgment from you on what they are doing. So taking away shoulds from our relationships with others allows others in our lives and our relationships to feel empowered and seen and accepted. So there's so much weird stuff that comes along with should. And I'm, I would say I'm like low-key obsessed with should. <laughs> it's so weird. I just really find it so interesting how when we take it out that it changes our self-talk and the way we live and our interactions with others. It's been a crazy experiment and I love it. So um, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave shoulds right there. I should leave shoulds right there. <laughs> so this week, I want you to envision your beautiful shining bubble that you're walking into. Okay, maybe you're in that bubble already. Maybe you're already in your shining bubble and you're happy and you're like doing all these positive thinking. But you know what? If you're in a place where you're not doing the positive thinking and you're not feeling like a million bucks and you're not feeling like your vibrations are like high and happy and shining, just envision that bubble and uh, right in front of you, shiny, beautiful yellow bubble reflecting white from the sunshine and you are walking into that bubble and you're setting it up for yourself by not using should. You're setting it up for yourself by taking the jumping to conclusions in the mind reading and not allowing it to sit in your brain. You're taking it out. You're setting it to the side. You're putting it over there. You're choosing to say, you know, I don't know what they're thinking. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and not try to get in their head. You're, you're, you're shining up that bubble for you to walk into. So... All of the work that you do to breaking unhelpful thinking styles creates a future 
beautiful step. So like step one, step two, step three, you're kind of getting in that bubble a little bit. So it's all about believing in ourselves and in a beautiful spiritual way where we know we're wonderful. We know we belong on this earth. We know we are valuable. We know that we deserve to have this happy life. But then there's also that practical sense of, you know, sometimes we need to also break habits and mental habits, the ones that we can't physically take the brownies and throw them off the balcony. You know, we can't see the what we're changing, but we can feel it. So sometimes there's that practical side of it where we do have to work on these thinking habits. We do have to sit down and put in the work to be able to feel like our valuable, beautiful, magical selves, to be able to take that shining bean that we know we are and be like, okay, shining bean, also work on this kind of like seemingly unimportant stuff work on those things take notes journal you know be like yeah i i need to work on my personalization because i want to feel empowered and um create space for others to feel empowered you know i want to work on all these little things i want to i'm going to start taking out should so that i can feel more deserving and empowered and let go of the guilt that i'm putting on myself on a daily or weekly basis so we have little habits that we need to work on in order to be able to feel that like that 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 beautiful deserving being that you are. So I can see my like shining bubble right there over there. I I can't really see it, but I feel like I can see it when I'm talking about it with you. I can see it like right over to my right. I've got this beautiful shining bubble right there because let me tell you something. It is January, and as much as I love January, my family members have birthdays in January. It's the beginning of the new year. I love shifting a new year, but let me tell you January is not my favorite month. I love a lot of things about it. But sometimes after the Christmas break and the magic of being with my family and all that, sometimes January is a little more difficult to stay positive and uplifted and like totally not stressed. Stress has been a thing for me the past like couple weeks, just keeping it real. It's been a little bit hard to keep myself on a nice, calm vibe. So there's been a lot of stressors and I, that's why my bubble's right there. Like I'm in and out of my bubble, but my bubble's right there because I am working on my thinking patterns. I'm working on not fortune telling what my next few months are gonna be like. I'm letting go of those things. So I see my bubble and I'm like, I wanna be in you and I'm on my way. So we all get there. It's a process and I really enjoyed talking to you today. I don't know if I went over 20 minutes. Oh my goodness, if I did, I'm so sorry, but it was so fun talking to you about these things. You know, I'm just so passionate about thinking and our mind and our spirit. But then I also love our physical body, all of it. I just love it all. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you enjoy your work. I hope you enjoy your play. I hope you dream in your sleep if you want to. Good dreams. And... uh, After I press stop record, I'm going to take a sip of this beautiful coffee I've been looking at. So (laughs) 
da 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 Jesse Treffa. I'm going to keep an eye out for those reviews and I'm going to brainstorm what I'm going to give you. Okay, guys, ladies, beautiful people. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Love you.